Well, it's great that you're able to join us on Easter Day, Resurrection Day. I love Easter Sunday. It's, uh, I guess, I, I, to be honest, it's probably my favourite Sunday of the year. I mean, I enjoy every Sunday, but Easter Sunday is a special day. It's Resurrection Day. And right at the beginning of this message, I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you this question. Who do you identify with? We're going to read a passage in a moment. And through it, I'm going to ask you this question. Actually, through this whole message, who do you identify with? I don't know if you're like me. Uh, If I'm watching a movie, I sometimes see a a personality or a character that I think I kind of identify with. I think, yeah, I'm like that guy. Yeah, I, I could be like that, some superhero or something like that. I remember when we had young kids, we would watch Star Wars and then afterwards the kids would would literally, with imaginary lightsabers, fight uh, each other. And then I, I remember on some occasions, we actually bought lightsabers, uh, lightsabers and we kind of turned all the lights out. Deb would just run upstairs and disappear. And I would literally chase the kids around the whole of the downstairs of our house with a lightsaber. Oh, what happy memories. Um, uh, sometimes, I don't know if you do, I identify with... Um, world-class sportsmen and women. I, I'm, I'm, I'm watching it and I'm, I kind of like get a glimpse that could have been me. It clearly isn't me. But uh, if you ever play at any sport at any level, one of the things about watching sport, I love to watch sport, is that you, you actually realise that what, what the person is doing really is quite remarkable because you know how poor you are at sport, but you, you know enough about it to buy, be able to identify and go, Wow, that really is very, very skillful. I don't know, maybe you read a book and you identify with a character in a book. I, I, I don't know. But uh, we're going to read this passage now. It's John's account of the resurrection story. Uh, and we're going to listen to it right now. John chapter 20, verses 1 to 29. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark... Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped round Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, Why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they've put him. At this, she turned round and saw Jesus standing there, 
but she did not realise it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will go and get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabbani, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, the disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Um, I don't know if you've ever visited a city after a week of some turmoil or excitement. I've basically done it twice in my life. I once flew into LA in 1984 after what, if you're old enough, you remember what was called the LA riots. I, I was in the States already and I took an internal flight, but it was a big jumbo jet, I think a DC-10, and I flew from St. Louis to Los Angeles and I was on this flight and there is a 300 seater plane and there were only four people on the flight. Such was the fear of what had happened in LA over the the preceding days. And I remember flying in thinking, "Uh, uh, what am I flying into? Um, So that's one of my life memories of coming into a city that's in turmoil. The other one was more recent. Uh, I, I may have shown you this pitch before, I couldn't remember, but in November 2017, Deb and I, uh, after contacting friends on the ground, flew into Harare in Zimbabwe uh, while there was a coup going on that wasn't a coup. Do you remember that? 
and we flew in and came out of the airport and the soldiers around and then we drove to the city centre and you weren't supposed to take pictures but I did and here's, here's one of a, a kind of like armoured vehicle. I'd like to call it a tank but I think it's an armoured vehicle uh, and we were fine. But that city that weekend, actually even while we were there, it was quite moving to see what was happening in the nation. The city of Jerusalem had been through such a moment in history. It had had quite a week as we uh, look at the last, uh, actually the last week of Jesus' life centred around Jerusalem. There's a lot going on. And what a week it had been. It ended with the death of a young man, only 33, who claimed to be God, killed by the Roman Empire um, on a cross, a common criminal's death. You could probably pronounce that that would be the end of the story. A criminal's death on the edges of the Roman Empire some 2,000 years ago, dead and forgotten, not with Jesus, not with Jesus. And what a week it had been. It started with the, the, the triumphal entry and people cheering as Jesus rode into the city on a donkey. Uh, as the week passed, it ended with a, a meal together with close friends and disciples, the prayer and anguish of Gethsemane, the betrayal by Judas of Jesus, the denial of Peter of Jesus, false witnesses before the Sanhedrin and false witnesses um, before Pilate and false testimony and, and Pilate ultimately just washing his hands of the whole thing. A dramatic last week. For Jesus, his whole life had, been, had led to this point. His death was the fulfilment of his life. I don't know if you ever read the obituaries in the newspaper. I get the Times online and each day I read it and I get to the obituaries. And what, what you see is, it's quite sobering because you see the, the, the age of death is getting closer to your own age. Uh, and you see these remarkable lives, but the focus is on their lives, not on their death. Where Jesus's story points to this moment. This is the moment. And in fact, it is the, uh, the centre of the Christian faith his death and resurrection. Who do you identify with in this story? I want to ask, do you identify with faithful Mary? Do you identify with faithful Mary? She's the first to visit the tomb. She was up early before sunrise and she visits the tomb. Women were last at the cross, first at the tomb, and first to proclaim, to declare, I've seen the Lord, the risen Lord. Mary visits the tomb early on a Sunday morning, unable to go there on the Sabbath, which is the Saturday. And on the third day, Jesus crucified on the Friday, first day, Saturday, the day of rest. And then on the third day, Sunday morning, she visits the tomb, to put spices outside the tomb, which was common practice because of the, the smell of decay and death. And she gets there and finds that the tomb is empty. 
and she runs to find the disciples. I kind of visualise her jogging and wondering what's happened and going to Simon Peter and and the disciple that Jesus loved. We know that as John, the author of the gospel. And she says, they've taken the Lord from the tomb. Here they is talking about the Jewish leaders. She's witnessed and seen that the Jewish leaders have been out to to kill Jesus. Now they've they've taken um, his body away. One of the great pieces of evidence that made me confident in the fact that Jesus was raised from the dead was... uh, if, if you want to destroy the Christian faith, either the Jewish leaders or the Romans could have very quickly said, as they started to proclaim the risen Jesus, they go, here's the dead body. So the fact that a dead body was never produced is one of the pieces, very small part of the whole story, but a key part of evidence that Jesus was raised from the dead. Jesus is raised from the dead. And then we see this quite intimate interaction between the risen Lord Jesus and and Mary, Mary Magdalene. We know that Mary has a bit of a checkered history. She had a radical encounter with Jesus where seven demons were cast out of her. And so she knows the power of salvation. She knows the power of this man and... She's devoted to him. Now she's at the tomb and it's empty. Angels appear. And then maybe someone like a gardener speaks to her. And it's only when Jesus calls her name and says, Mary, that revelation comes. And she says, I've seen the Lord. Faithful Mary. I want to speak to um, most of you here. Uh, Those of you that call Kings your home church, I want to thank you again for your faithfulness through this last year. It has been the most demanding year of my life. Uh, I guess the only parallel is that if you grew up in London in the Second World War, you could say that that was more challenging, demanding than the season we've been through. But what a church. Well done, Kings. You've been faithful. You've kept going. You've kept coming in online. You've, you've kept, kept the faith. Well done. Well done. I hope you can identify with Mary. I, I think she's faithful. At the cross, first to the tomb and first to proclaim Jesus is alive. Mary runs to the disciples. She finds Simon and John, and then we have recorded in the scripture a race between Simon, Peter and John. And it's clear that John is a faster runner. And so John wins the race. And John gets to the tomb and he just stands outside. And then Peter catches up, arrives, and in classic Peter style, he just runs straight in. And then John follows him in. And it says of John that he saw and believed. He saw and believed. I've called him a believing John, believing, or John the believer. I had a moment in my life which radically changed the direction of it when I believed that Jesus was crucified for me 
and he was risen from the dead. You've heard my story many times, but it resonates as true to me, even as if it was yesterday, that Christ is alive. I was a young guy going my own way. A friend of mine died on a motorbike accident and I gave, I remember at the funeral giving, saying to Jesus or God, I said, I'll give you a chance. And then I investigated the resurrection, which is why I just love preaching on this day. I investigated at length for six to nine months and got to a point where I felt it was, it was actually easier to believe that Jesus was raised from the dead than to believe that he wasn't. And everyone believes something. And I want to encourage you to consider the Christian faith today. In fact, I think for some of you, it is your day. It's your day to say, oh, I see and I believe. And later on, just in a few moments, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond to Jesus today, to receive forgiveness and the gift of eternal life. That you would, in a sense, walk into the tomb and see and believe. Maybe you can identify with John. Maybe you can identify with Simon Peter. Ah, I love Peter, he's my favourite disciple. I, I, I think I, I can kind of see certain characteristics in him which um, <laughs> I can really identify with. He's like uh, two feet full in, he'll jump straight in. And you see it here again. He turns up the tomb, there's no reflection, it's just like straight in. Um, of all the disciples, he's the one that is, he seems to do remarkable things and muck up a few verses after. Uh, and um, this is all playing out again at this moment of resurrection. In Mark's gospel, uh, Jesus says, and actually speaks to Peter and says, who do you say I am? And they replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah and still others, one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? And Peter answered, you're the Messiah, you're the Christ. And you have this remarkable moment of revelation when Peter sees it. And then we all know that a couple of verses later, um, <laughs> Jesus speaks to him, get behind me, Satan. So he goes from this high point of revelation to suddenly being rebuked. Or as it's recorded in Mark 14, he says, if I must die with you, I will not deny you. Only for a few hours later to deny Jesus, not once, but three times. Can you identify with Peter? This has been a tough year. Uh, you know, following Jesus in our culture is never easy. Uh, Jesus never said it would be. Uh, but this has been a demanding year. Life's hard. And what can happen is in the busyness of just adjusting, homeschooling, uh, working out a home, you can, without being aware of it, start to drift. And I, I've, I've been a pastor long enough to see the dangers of drift in people's spiritual life. It starts with small steps. Oh, I just don't really, I can't really connect with the online experience. Oh, I won't watch it this week. Uh, and what happens is that you can drift. And before you know it, you can go from, oh, I'll always follow you, Jesus, to actually maybe even a passive denial of his lordship. And I think there's probably a whole host of you that this day 
You need a John 21 moment. You need Jesus to speak to you and say, look, I need you to help feed my sheep. It isn't just about your restoration, but there is purpose in your restoration. There's a mission, there's a gospel, there's a nation to reach and serve. And so I want to appeal to some of you. It's, it's, it's a moment of uh, recommitment. You need to hear Jesus of John 21 restoring you. And I'm going to give you an opportunity in a moment. And then lastly, do you identify with Thomas, Thomas the doubter, doubting Thomas? I don't know if you've ever missed a, a, a moment, an event that everyone's talking about and you weren't there. Maybe it's a sporting event. Everyone else has watched it. It's a live moment. It's fantastic. And you hear of it. Have you seen this? Did you see that play, that move? Or maybe it's a party that, do you remember when we used to do those? We will do them again. Barbecues in the garden coming soon. Uh, and you, you hear it was just a great time with a great buzz. And, but for some reason you weren't invited or you, you just couldn't attend. What about 21 days of prayer? Do you remember that? Oh, just over 15, about 15 months ago, where for 21 days, literally in our hundreds and hundreds, night after night, we encountered God and we had a real mountaintop experience as a church together, like something I had never seen in pastoring in 30 years, only for a few weeks later for it all to close down. But I was there. I was, I, were you there at the 21 days? It was amazing. Well, this is what happened to Thomas. He missed such an occasion and he missed a big one. <laughs> Everyone else is together. He's not there. And Jesus appears and says, peace be with you. It's the resurrection. Jesus in the, in, in the house, in the room. And all the disciples is like, it's Jesus. He's alive. He's risen. And Thomas misses out. He wasn't there. But the testimony of others is not, well, it's not enough for Thomas. Ah, are you sure he really was Jesus? I want to see the evidence for myself. I mean, I want to look at his hands. I want to put my finger in his side. Ah, if, if, if he's really risen from the dead, I want to get close up. Basically, Thomas is saying, show me the evidence. And that's why, as you're listening to this message, I want to invite you, if you, if you don't follow Jesus and you don't, you're not ready to commit your life to him today, I want to ask you to, to sign up for the Alpha course. In many ways, at the moment, it's really easy to do because you can do it online. It starts on the 6th of May. And it's an opportunity for you to look at the claims of Jesus and find out whether it's true and true for you. And look at the evidence. Of course, Jesus appears again to Thomas. And uh, when... Thomas sees Jesus, his declaration is something very different. Wow. He says, my Lord and my God. My hope and prayer that if you look at the person Jesus for yourself, that you will in time come to realise that Jesus really is my Lord and my God. So today... If you're faithful Mary, you can identify with faithful Mary. Well done. Keep running, kings. Keep following Jesus. Keep pursuing him. 
uh, keep gathering online and increasingly in person. Maybe you're here today and in a moment, you know, actually, this is true. I, I believe this. I see it and I believe it. Maybe you're here and you need to recommit your life. You need a John 21 moment. Or maybe you're here and you just say, let me look at the evidence. I want to I look closer at this person, Jesus. Well, there's an invitation for you as well. Let's, uh, let's sing together and then uh, I'm going to come back and I'm going to lead you uh, in a response uh, this morning.